Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Dark, a podcast about the CW's hit show Riverdale that takes place after dark. I'm Alex. It's a hit show, but who's doing the hitting? Is the show hitting us or are we hitting the show? It's hard to tell because we're in the dark when the hitting is going on. Exactly. I can't see any fucking thing Say your fucking name already. And and when I'm hearing a voice, I don't know exactly where it's coming from. It could be Alex. It could be Pete. It could be my voice echoing back because I'm Justin. I'm Pete. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, as mentioned, this is Riverdale After Dark. We're going to be talking yeah, about... I think we covered that part. Uh, well, we should mention that it's a podcast about the CWC show Riverdale that's filmed in the dark. Should we not do that part? Should yeah, we not repeat that again? I think we covered it, guys. You Let's we move got it? the fuck on. All right. So we're going to be talking about the latest episode of Riverdale following up on the epic musical episode... I'm very excited to talk about this. There was much less singing, but still a, a little bit of singing this We started out with some singing. Yeah, right Cheryl out the gate. killing it. Cheryl's doing amazing in that song. Yeah, that Cheryl, was... you're doing great, sweetie. Oh, uh, let's do a little bit of recap before we fully get into it, though. Yeah. So, as mentioned, last episode was Carrie the Musical. Bunch of stuff going on there. Mostly people repairing their friendships, which is very nice. Uh, Betty is with Jughead. Archie is with Veronica. Uh, Archie and Veronica are both both working for Veronica's parents, the Lodges, who are mob bosses. Uh, just to jump ahead a little bit, I think this is the first episode where they straight up were like, yeah, we're in the mob. Yep. Yeah, it yep. definitely was. I was like, yo, 
<laughs> they spent so long being like, More oh, we're not really villains. It, we'll yeah. just, we're just a family. And this episode, they're like, nope, we're mobbed up as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, get back to the recap. Okay, get back to the recap. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for keeping us on track. I know. We we're Thank sending... you for leading us out of the dark. Uh, the Riverdale Fucking after talk, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> okay. Recap. The light at the end of the tunnel. Pete so that's what's going on with Archie, Veronica, uh, Betty, and Jughead. Meanwhile, uh, Betty's brother, Chick, has moved back in after a little bit of a kerfuffle in the old house. Uh, and that's kind of where no, we're Chick at. Is, no, he's not Chick is in. not living there. They kicked him the fuck they out. They kicked him out. He just popped in oh, to well, see the play. Oh, well, he came back. He came back to see the play. Yeah. yeah. Um, mainly because Mrs. Cooper felt super bad because she felt like she was losing her whole family. Uh, she also kind of got back together with Hal Cooper last episode yeah. to the dismay of F.P. Jones, who was her squeeze back in the day, if you know F. what I mean. Palace in full effect. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the last thing you should probably know is that Midge was crucified on the back of the stage of the Riverdale High at the end of the musical. Yep. Really buried the lead there. Uh, uh, not exactly, because we barely spent any time on it. Well, I guess the main thrust of the episode is also the Black Hood is back, which is the serial killer that was terrorizing the town. We thought it was the janitor Svensson, except nobody who in the viewing audience ever really thought it was the janitor Svensson. Well, but I feel like Svensson was a lot of people's favorite character throughout the whole Yeah, world. everybody loved the way that he was introduced one episode and then killed off the next. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty cool. I love that. That's my favorite types of characters. Yeah. I will mention, this is the one time in the history of Riverdale where Archie was right. Uh, because saying that like it wasn't yeah Archie's uh, been saying all along he's like that wasn't the Black Hood's eyes I think we made a mistake killing the janitor well but to be fair a very stupid redheaded clock is right twice a day (laughs) absolutely so as Pete mentioned we do kick off the episode at the funeral of Midge Cheryl sings a really beautiful song this was a great way of starting the episode and then gives an ultimatum right after yeah now I do need to give a little bit of a shout out because uh, as you mentioned uh, we we do have our Tony fans online. Yeah, uh, Tony fans. This, this is the minions. No Tony in this episode. How'd you guys feel about that? Uh, I was bummed. This felt sort of like it felt like a lot of the stuff we've seen in this sort of second half of the season went away, and yeah. we jumped back to where the black where we last saw the black hood. So yeah, it was a bummer. I mean, also, I will say Cheryl wasn't really a focus on this episode either. So right. I feel like we'll we'll get back to that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in fact, we're definitely going to get back to it by the end of the season. But uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of a balance there. Like you said, it felt like everything moved to the side. Anyway, back to the funeral. Uh, how should we split this up? You guys want to do the couples? Because I feel like we had our A plot, B plot. Yeah, let's do. Uh, let's well, do I want to talk about what you guys think of in the like after a beautiful song. Cheryl was just like. Oh, by the way, me and my cheer squad are going to be angels of a revenge on this murder. So everybody back the fuck up. I mean, I feel like cheerleading has two sort of uh, fronts. There's like the cheer, the leading of cheers. Right. And then the being the revenge, the arm of revenge in any small town. Yeah. Absolutely, that's I what it was. In my town. And I was a happy cadre. that she put that in the forefront. Well, yeah, why else would a cheerleading u- group have black, all black uniforms? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> How often do they break those out in the big game? Yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, well, in Riverdale, probably pretty often. Um, I was actually upset to not see that followed up on it all because that was again such a great line dropped by Cheryl. Oh, I'm sure it's I wanted be to see up. 
much more than the red circle, the black circle, or whatever dubstep shit Archie has going on. I want to see the cheer ta- cheer squad wrecking havoc on town and yeah, track the down fixings the black. I, I would have loved them to like go to that sketchy bar and start beating people up and be like, "What do you know about?" Midget? I think Cheryl would be way more effective at it than yeah. pretty much anybody else. Personally, definitely, yeah. she gets whatever she wants. Yeah. Uh, so during that, we do find a little bit of information while Cheryl's singing. We get uh, uh, Sheriff Keller is interrogating people. We do find out that Ethel did in fact leave notes the previous episode. JT called that. Yeah, you're right. I but, also something that we find out and is not touched on at all again in the episode, right? <laughs> which is very strange. Yeah, it's more just sort of a leftover plot point that I think. I will say I love the way that this was shot. The cool sort of uh, uh, circular, almost that '70s show style effect on yep. each of the Hanging interviews. Out. Yeah, because they were high as fuck the whole yeah. time. Down right? the street. Well, it was also like kind of justified Jughead not being a part. It was like this was a uh, in the beginning, like all right, Jughead, you know, give me all your footage. I'm gonna need this so it became a key part of this next episode yeah because he wasn't singing so he was just kind of yeah. side no, no, i'm talking about the way like just in the show, show yeah, the, I know. Yeah. yeah yeah we could probably actually stick with sheriff keller for a second because yeah. he's almost the side things is happening where uh, we've had a theory or i've had a theory all season that sheriff keller and hal cooper have been teaming up scream style to be the black hood right yes uh, this episode kind of puts a little bit of a crimp in it i yeah. think because sheriff keller does seem like a straight-up guy he gets a really insulting thing put in his cop car. Somebody writes Sheriff Killer on it. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's good wordplay. It's really That's good. a smart vandal. Here's the thing. This is actually the the law is if there's a good pun on your cop car, you have to resign. No, yeah. that's not. That's not and true. Sheriff Keller's really feeling that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought it was weird that Cheryl, right out of the gate, threatens Keller. Like, yeah. why are they like, you did this? And it's like, yo, chill. I um, mean, that's kind of. Well, I Cheryl mean, is- you would, after your brother was killed and then a bunch of other people killed, at some point you got to be like, yo, cop, you suck at your job. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a small town where so many people are getting there's like a series of murderers right so if the one cop really can't the do it one cop yeah it's like you're like yeah get your shit together and solve this murder that yeah. is like has layers upon layers of weirdness i'm who just he saying thought she's was dead I, he, she's frustrated and she's taking it out on the person who's supposed to protect them it's i didn't think it was out of left field i thought it was very justified do you I think it was out of right field no yeah nice Cool. Uh, I I will mention there's a little thing that he drops uh, because he does end up resigning from his job which over I, this. The, I thought was bullshit. You can't quit the town. Wait, you just said that you wanted <laughs> his you fault from him. No, I said I think he's awful at his job. But when Kevin's like, "You fucking quit," or I was like, "Oh man, that is." He's right. Yeah, you can resign, but you can't like turn your back on the town that you've been sworn to what? protect. His, the mayor or whoever's in charge gets it, take, makes him leave. Right. He has to turn his badge. But Kevin had a point when he was like, you fucking quitter. Oh, man. I you're really hard on Sheriff Keller. Man, you're like the Cheryl of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And we've been saying that, that for years. Jeez. Well, I will mention there's a little bit of a detail that Sheriff Keller drops. He says they're probably going to bring in somebody from the outside to solve this who will actually solve it. I don't know. And it seems like we're going to get that, right? Do you think we're going to have some sort of Fargo riff in an upcoming episode? Because that's oh, my guess. That's a great idea. But like like an outside like a cop from the next town over from yeah, like whatever like falls. Oh, it's probably it a really legit FBI cop. agent. Yeah, Greendale. Yeah, it's going to step in. <laughs> yeah, FBI agent. Yeah, uh, probably a childlike FBI man. Well, we'll have to see what happens with that. Uh, let's. Which ones do you want to talk about first? Uh, Bughead or Varchi? Let's do 
Varchi. Va- oh, interesting. Okay. Wait, what? Wait, which I said, said Bughead. He said Varchi. Oh, man. It's interesting. Bughead Varchi by a toe. Oh, if he hollers, don't have this kind of time. It is weird because choice. Pete always says uh, Betty all day, er day, but yep. he actually chose Veronica and Archie. Interesting. Because I'm saving the best for last. Oh. All right. Yeah, well, uh, we got the Black Hood stuff with the Bughead storyline. So let's talk about Farchie first. Okay. So Nick St. Clair is back in town. Nick oh, St. Clair man. Uh, tracks down Archie, beats the shit out of him, and holds him for ransom. At which point the Lodges are like, ah, he's not family. We can't really pay for it. And so both Veronica and Archie are pretty much on their own. Well, like he, the, so Nick St. Clair, well, first off, right after they leave the fun- Midge's funeral, Veronica's like, yo. Chill, dude. I know you're going to want to get together yeah. some weird shirtless group and yeah. start another Which was a smart circle. move on Veronica's. We're called the Green Circle now. Yeah. It's yeah. a new color. I thought it was a solid girlfriend move to be like, listen, sweetheart, I love you, but I know how you get in these situations, so chill the fuck out. We're called Arm Day because today's our arm day, and we're going to just really work on our arms. <laughs> a lot of push-ups. <laughs> All-American push-up party. Yeah. So uh, Veronica does call him out, and then immediately he gets taken by Nick St. Clair. We should briefly explain who Nick St. Clair is. Yes. Uh, he is this dude Why? who tried to sexually assault a bunch of the women in Riverdale. Josie and the Pussycats kicked the shit out of him, and then Archie broke his legs. Yeah. <laughs> what is this show? I don't know. I, I, it, it is insane. I mean, I was going to talk about this later, but none of these characters are like they're great. Everyone's yeah. insane. Yeah. No one is likable on this show anymore yeah that's not true who's likable betty is likable no she, betty is dude, don't even get, no I, okay, let, let's talk plan. about this later let's talk about this later yeah. yeah we'll definitely get to this later but i i agree with you there's definitely something this episode where people are like well people are gonna get murdered anyway so whatever no yes. dude, i don't no. even care veronica was likable in this episode and we definitely get to a place i mean this is jumping ahead of the varchi storyline but we definitely get to a place where i was like well, Veronica could murder a person, I guess. And yeah, that I, might be okay. So, yeah, so let's get yeah, there. So, so, Nick St. Clair has Archie wants a million dollars. Right. And uh, the Lodges, without batting an eyelash, are like, we're evil, we're a crime family, but we don't got that cash. Yeah, Not for a non family member. Room. Even though uh, Hiram has a blood b- mother Wait, brotherhood. What was that? Where like, how, what, what closer, how much closer do you have to be? Yeah, you fucking yeah. cut your hands open and shook hands. Well, like, here's the thing. They had the blood pack, but he hasn't made his bones yet. I well, do not like not the term made his bones. Yeah, that <laughs> is here, made his bones. Isn't that like a cooking term? And here we are hearing made his bones all over the place. No, that's uh, sauteed his bones or soaked uh, his bones in order to make a nice yeah. bone oh, broth. That's made his bone marrow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which oh, is delicious. Very good. Very good. Oh, my God. Have you ever it. had that? Just Guys, a roast. What time Anthony Bourdain to... himself served me some bone marrow? Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Nobody fucking cares. Let's talk about the fucking episode. I don't know. I want to so talk about this. I thought it was baller the way Veronica was like, hey, fuck you, parents. I'm going to get my Archie back. I don't need you. Yeah. Well, Archie uh, is tied up. He is in very dire straits. Nikki St. Clair manipulates the situation so that uh, he thinks Veronica is going to sleep with him, which he thinks he's owed. Complicating matters a little bit. They used to date. Right. So he's taking this as like, oh, we're just going to be continuing our relationship. That's all that's going on. Uh, he keeps using phrases like, give me what I'm owed. I deserve oh. this. Oh, it's yeah. total creepy, toxic masculinity. I, I got to say, he was scared. I, I thought yeah. he was a legit 
well done villain in this episode. Yeah, and he well, like he's like I'm going to murder Archie. So le- let's take a step back actually because we talked about this back when uh, Nikki St. Clair was last on the show, and I expressed reservation. I didn't want him to be like this recurring soap opera esque villain because, right, right. particularly in this day and age, him sexually assaulting a bunch of teenagers is fucked up, and he does. There's nothing delicious or delightfully. Ooh, naughty about what's going on there. Yeah. But I agree with you. Like, I think they amped him up so much that he was completely irredeemable and completely terrible. And I'm glad they took care of him the way that they did. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Well, I disagree, but we'll get into that. Sure. So Archie is tied up. He's forced to watch as he thinks oh, man. Nikki St. Clair is going to have sex with Veronica. That was so crazy intense. The fact yeah. that he sets up the laptop and then it was like, you're going to watch. Yeah. Oh, man. Great tech support for this uh, yeah, sex absolutely. murder scam. I feel like Nikki Here's really. The thing. We could barely make a podcast work. I don't know yeah. how he does that. Do you think he used Skype or like a Google Hangout? Or do you think he had like a separate uh, like point to point video feed? Oh, yeah. Probably the last one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wish they got into that a little bit more. Yeah. He was like, I'm setting up a T1 connection to make sure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have any drop service. It, Radico, can I use can your Can we hotspot? fucking talk about the can fucking I... show, please? <laughs> we are talking about the fucking show Pete. Jesus Christ it's important to understand the tech that they use in the show no uh, it's the not. show is all so yeah not. the Nick's like I'm gonna make my bones I'm gonna kill Archie because uh, we find out a little bit in this episode that the uh, Nikki the St. Clair family is a rival crime family to the lodges and Nikki needs to make his bones so he can be welcome into the family right as a, Even he though, needs to kill Archie right though he is uh, their son so you sort of in. Also, I'm like, if you, what mob are you go home and you're like, hey, I killed a teenager from the <laughs> other town. I'm a mobster now. It's like, what? Yeah. Well, so the other thing that uh, the reason he does it, and he mentions the Starchy, is like, if I could kill Hiram Lodge's capo, which is what Archie is now, yeah. then uh, I'll make my bones. It's I know we keep saying the exact same thing, but it's crazy that Archie is a capo in a mob family that has literally like four people in it. And also, Archie was the waiter at the restaurant a minute ago. Right. To say that he is a capo in the the Lodge crime family, which was just revealed to us to this episode, I thought that was, it got crazy fast, which is the fucking motto of this show. So Veronica does go back to Nikki St. Clair's room. Uh, She seems to romance him. Now, what were you guys thinking? I was thinking she would have a a shiv or something that you would just like shiv him with. No, you can't have a the heroes of your show straight up murder. The lesson of this this whole episode is you can't have your heroes murdering people. Uh, it in depends my, on who your hero is. Uh, yeah, true. If anything, well, let's describe what actually happens. So uh, Archie goes insane because Veronica, he thinks Veronica is going to be forced to sleep with Nikki St. Clair. He breaks the chair that he's on, beats up a bunch of dudes, runs at top speed down the streets of Riverdale to the hotel they're at, kicks open the door, and finds that Veronica has actually roofied Nikki St. Clair. Flipped it on him. Yeah, flipped it on him. Flipped it on him. Um, I thought this was great. I think, to your point, Justin, at this point, Veronica is the most honorable person on this show. Yes. Even though she is pretty complicit with her family's crime family. Right. right. In that she then holds Nikki St. Clair for ransom. Which goes against what you guys said two minutes ago where nobody on this show is kind of like, you're like, oh, who do we root for on this show? Nobody is, but Veronica is. No, but she also is holding, she's involved in crime, all this crime. Like she is. Yeah, lightly involved. She's lightly. She, lightly, kidnaps, she, holds, she holds a man for ransom. 
yeah. and gets a million dollars. There are repercussions. Have you ever held a member of a crime family ransom? No, well, let me ask you guys something. If you were tied to a chair, you thought the woman you love were gonna, was going to be raped, you rush all the way over you, you break down the door, and he's lying there. You don't get a couple shots in. You aren't going to be like, oh, thank God you're okay. I just need to, for myself, beat this guy up a little bit. Do you bit. know what a really cool thing to do is? Punch an unconscious dude. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Pete, your moral compass is legit shattered. <laughs> you're lost in some weird woods. I'm just saying, like, he deserves a couple shots. I will say, Nikki's trying to make his bones so bad. He has the most, he has like 13-year-old goons who are like getting food delivered and fucking around. Yeah. They're supposed to be watching Archie. He did, he's not going to make his bones then. No, he really isn't. But Archie might make his bones. He tells Hiram Lodge that he wants to kill the Black Hood and asks him, will that make my bones with you? Which, again, weird phrase. And Hiram had a really interesting reaction to yeah. that. Really interesting. Where he wasn't like, yes, I think that would make your bones. The way that he says it, he knows something about yeah. the Black Hood. Yeah, it was weird because he, he was like, yes. That would consider, I would consider that making your bones. I was like, what are you even doing? <laughs> right. Also, it's like killing of what is the, what is making your bones? Just killing a person? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Like, as far as what I know about like mafia and mob families based on, uh, obviously my experience as a, a capo. Oh, right. sure. Uh, and, um, and watching some movies is that you have to do something for the family, like kill a rival or something. It's not just being like, Hey. Could you shoot a guy? No, it depends on the gang. Just killing somebody is enough to get into the gang. That's is it the gang you're in. Is, like is it that. literally like making bones, like turning somebody into a skeleton? Is that what it means? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. And then stewing them up real nice to make like a nice broth, right? No, a no, human no, that's stew. That's just your gang that you're in. <laughs> yeah, you're in a weird cooking murder gang. Yeah. They should call it making a human stew. I think that would make everything a lot clearer. Uh, I don't know. I really want to make a would... human stew for you. <laughs> I think uh, all right. Anything up. else we need to say about the Varchi storyline i don't uh well veronica ends up with a million dollars yeah right. uh, which is pretty it's crazy yeah cool that's the sort of thing you throw on the bed and you swim around in a little bit yeah. swim around uh make uh, money scrooge scrooge <laughs> yeah you yeah. jump in your buddy swim around that's in. oh man that's what the lodges need a buddy bit have yeah. you ever been to alex's house he keeps all no. of his he doesn't use banks he has a closet that is just like a weird, Empty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking poor. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to talk about the Buckhead storyline because this uh, arguably was the bigger one in the episode, mm-hmm. full of mm-hmm. big stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Black Hood is back. Chick is also back. And good old chick that we've been really Alex and I have been backing. All I told you guys. <laughs> I told you guys. I told you. I told you. I told you. Fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm still a chick. I'm still a chick. What? I'm chick. I, think he's a, I think he's a good guy. No way. <laughs> I, I agree. I what? agree. I think. I think he's misunderstood. He's you guys nice. are completely out of your. Now, when he picked up that knife and cut his own mother, the, who he think is his own mother, he was just trying to like get a mole I on her cheeks. I, I, I want to go back you inside, Baba. He's the Could creepiest motherfucker there is, oh, and you guys Baba. are completely blind to it. Uh, so starting at the beginning of the episode, uh, Jughead blames Chick for this whole thing, uh, and... Uh, can we please talk about the nun scene, though, before we get into all the... Like, get into the stuff that happens before that? <laughs> uh, and, well, I mean, they, they do... They, so they Jughead blames Chick, and then um, Hal, who just moved back in the house, 
jumps right into being an asshole. <laughs> like, oh right out of the gate. Classic so easily. Yeah. Classic Jesus Hell. Christ. He, ju- he literally just got to back together with his wife, and he walks in, and he's like, hey, what the fuck's going on here? It's like, yo, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, calm down. You're it's Hal easy for a little while. You're mad. I don't know, man. I don't like that Hal Cooper. I don't trust him. Oh, boy. Hold nice. on to that. So, anyway, like you were saying, they go to the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy to kind of find out more about Chick, and they discover a guy named Charles Smith who is definitely not Chick, based on the picture, and they're like, whoa, 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 are you sure about this? And the evil nun's like, oh, I'm very sure about it. You need to trust me. And then Betty gets the nun. The evil Betty is, she's like, oh, you want to play games with me, nun? No, you don't fuck with evil Betty. And then Betty was just like... Well, again, that happened before that. But it was so... The the fact that, like, Betty was not intimidated about his nun and was not going to have any of it, and she kind of, like, evil betty a little bit Sorry, can I just ask a question? Would you say she was having none of it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. So they find out the chick is not who he says he is. They go back, immediately confront him. Well, hold on a second. I don't understand why you don't want to talk about this moment more. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, well, you like when Betty turns into a monster. Right. Uh, yeah. Or uses her powers for good in this. Well, but I think it's crazy the way the Sisters of the Quiet Mercy is like a horrifying crime church. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like they're just like, uh, if you don't tell us what we want to know, we're going to tell on you. And you're like, you should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it's like Betty, you, this crime church should have been shut down when her sister was locked up yeah. in it. And yeah. instead, they they had a like a, a sexual reorientation program that Betty's just casually thrown out there. Like, hey, there's people in there getting fucked with right now. Yeah, uh, very all, odd. All things crazy, and it'll never come back again. Um, <laughs> but they go and confront Chick, which seems like a really good idea, particularly if you think there's an imposter to immediately run in and start accusing him of stuff. He says, "No, what are you talking about? What are you talking about?" Uh, and then freaks out, as we mentioned, cuts Alice Cooper, um, and they wrestle him to the ground in time to a chair. <sighs> Slow the fuck down, Betty. Like straight up punches chick i mean she hawks out it was fantastic i know she was out of control jughead was like a little scared but he was like i got this and like even though he had a knife took his ass down it was amazing it's kind of amazing how betty became the bad guy in this episode attacking poor chick is that what what i was just about to say that shut the fuck up right now that is the opposite of what happened betty i don't know save the day Here's what I think. It depends on how you interpret the episode. Oh and I God. interpret every episode that Chick is the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Alex so slips a lot and calls this uh, Chick Tale. Yeah. <laughs> River Chick. Chick. Tale before <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I like to wake up with a good <laughs> dose of my man you, Chick. You, you guys, when that punched uh, happened, you guys weren't losing and screaming at the TV. It uh, escalated rather quickly. And well, when he grabbed the knife, I was like, oh, damn. Did yeah. not see that coming. So uh, they end up investigating Chick. They go to a hotel where Charles Smith was staying. Um, oh, we should probably mention that uh, Betty is going along by the Black Hood, which definitely puts her more motivations. Oh, just into, hearing that ringtone again, I was like, oh! Uh, yes, well, so we find out that um, Chick says that Charles, the real brother, the real Cooper brother, OD'd on Jingle Jangle, which to me is the most embarrassing way to die. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I laughed so hard. But in the middle, after this intense knife scene, we, he's like, yeah, Charles OD'd 
Uh, jingle jangle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Again, we're an insane. Uh, every time we got every past time we, jingle jangle, we would never have to hear it did again. Did you picture that? Uh, OD got jingle jangle to me. It's like, he had too many pixie sticks. <laughs> it's, literally, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, well, and before we get to where they go to, back to where they found Chick, uh, we have a, a pretty intense F Palace situation where she's like, uh, uh, Alice is like, hey, I. We had a child together, and I killed him because yeah. Charles uh, Charles Cooper came back, or Charles Smith, I guess, uh, came back to the house, and Mrs. Cooper turned him away, not believing that uh, he was. Yeah, but we her don't child. know what really happened. It could have just been like, "Hey, I'm selling cookies," and she's like, "I don't believe you. Get out of here." What? what you don't trust <laughs> this character? If somebody came to your door and was trying to sell cookies, why would you not believe them? Well, I, if it's <laughs> get the fuck if it's out a of dude here. and he's selling Girl Scout cookies, I'd be like, "Get out of here." I don't yeah. know. Dudes can sell Girl Scout cookies. What can if they? he was in a girl Girl Scout uniform. That would be weird because it's a grown ass man. Fair. Yeah. So regardless, she, uh, like you said, she uh, it, she reveals everything to FP, and that is that's a rough scene to watch, particularly yes. because FP is like, this is too much information that you're giving me all at once right now. Yeah. Um, what do you think is next for that relationship? Do you think there is any hope for FP and Alice at this point? Not after what happened towards the end, no. I think they will get back together. I think so, too. I believe no in way. F Palace. Wouldn't I want one? F Palace to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. F Palace is Ed Gabe, Pete. Once you've lived in the, uh, you've had a room in the F Palace, you don't leave. Nice. Speaking of which, uh, getting rooms, they head to the hotel where Charles Smith uh, used to stay, and they encounter a nice lady who tells them all about Charles Smith, who is nice. And it certainly seems from the story that uh, either Charles was killed by Chick or died because of something that happened between yeah, him There's and bloody Chick. sheets. There's definitely some something bad happening. Yeah. There. Now, at this point, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, do you think Charles is dead? Uh, I will reserve my answer for the end to the end of the podcast. Okay. All right. So uh, Betty goes back. She gets a call for the black hood. Who's like, you need to do what needs to be done. Hey, yeah. do you still have the ringtone set to lollipop? Because <laughs> it was hard for me to set that on your phone. And I really yeah, like right. lollipop. <laughs> that is my ringtone. I was doing a lot of jingle jangle, but I did that when I put hey, it on guys, lollipop. Uh, you guys done? You want to get back to, to doing the show? <laughs> well, do you have a good black hood impression? No, I don't have a good no, black hood impression. You would be the best I at it. Because you have the boiling rage. Dude, black, can we talk black. about? Oh, that's pretty close. Here, here's what I'm going to say. We're not going to move out until you do your black hood impression. <laughs> I'm the fucking black hood. Okay, that's. Good. I don't know if you'd right. say that, but that's pretty good. Yeah, right. I mean, it's you know, it's network television, but. Uh. <laughs> Uh, so FP comes and grabs Jughead and is like, hey, man, chill out with hanging out with this smart, murder family. Smart dude. Yeah. Uh, Hal seems pretty surprised by the fact that his wife and daughter have, or his he, what he knows, his wife has killed someone. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Betty's like, I'm going to run outside and um, call my friend. Uh, let Take this call from my friend, the Black Hood. Uh, and she is Chick's very own angel of death, as she yeah. says. So she... Uh, how- Oh, go ahead, Pete. How about that moment, though, where she shows up to the park with Chick, and then all of a sudden you see the black hood, and then Chick runs. Well, uh, let's talk about this. So uh, Betty brings Chick to a graveyard 
and tells him that she's going to pay for his crimes, specifically because the Black Hood says unless he is presented with death, yeah. he is never going to admit to anything. Right. Uh, the Black Hood shows up. She tells him the Black Hood. He says, why would it be the Black Hood? You'd be running away. And he's like, nope, he's not here for me. Chick gets terrified. She tells him, you have 60 seconds left. You have 40 seconds left. Yeah. You have 30 seconds left. Like, you better have, run. You have, you, 50, still... 50 chance. you have 50% now, chance of getting away. I know you're going to hate to hear this. Chick never confesses yeah. at this point. He doesn't. Like, the Black Hood sets up the situation so that they can get a confession. Who cares at this point? Chick is definitely the bad guy. First of all, Chick is definitely not dead at this point. Second of all, uh, Chick is maybe not the bad guy. Third of all, I don't think Chick killed Charles. Just based on what goes on here. Because what the fuck else do you need to see, man? Because the Black Hood sets up the situation Telling Betty he will confess to it if you do these things, and he never confesses. Uh, yes, uh, let's that finish. It, let's, finish it up, let's finish up the episode because then anyway, I think we can talk about this for a while. Sure. So, so uh, then there's this amazing moment where Chick starts to run, and then the Black Hood's looking at Betty, and then over to Chick. And you're uh, there's a moment where I'm like, oh shit, what if the Black Hood just wanted to get Betty here, and he doesn't give a shit about Chick? Like, what if the Black Hood goes after Betty? And there's, like, that long pause. And I think she's runs. right, though. I think the black, she is safe for the Black Hood, which yes. we'll get to reasons right, for that in a second as well. you didn't think there was that moment where it could go either way? No, I thought he was always there right, for you're Chick. A piece of shit. Uh, and I think, I agree, um, They Betty and the Black Hood have a, a sort of deal. And so she, he needs yeah, sort her Sort of like a as, familial bond, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Chill. Uh, and uh, the Black Hood, um, I thought it was funny, the Black Hood really seemed like he couldn't keep up with Chick in the one shot we see of him running. Mm-hmm. He almost yeah. feels a little like he's an older older person, older mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do think in, by the end of the episode, we find, or the very last moment is Betty going back home and being like, hey, where's dad? And uh, Mrs. Cooper's like, oh, he, he went out right after you. you. Yeah. And Betty is like, my dad never goes out. Yeah. He loves it inside. So <laughs> wait a he second. Has, he has sensitive pal skin. He just got inside. Why would he go but, back outside? I mean, I don't... and that's where we have the episode. Right. The implication is pretty clear here that Betty thinks that her father might be the Black Hood. I would, I would say so. And I also think he might be the Black Hood. Yep. Yes. What did you want to talk about, though, Justin? Here's my theory, and I feel like you were alluding to this as well. Uh, the Black Hood is Betty's brother who didn't die, perhaps in a scream situation with Chick himself. Oh. Whoa. So this has all been a game I of, just think it's Betty's uh, dad. Uh, hold on a second. So I feel like... Uh, Charles Cooper, Charles Smith, um, has been using Chick as his eyes and ears to find out what's been going on with Betty all this time. Uh, and That doesn't explain when Betty got back and Betty's Betty mom... Betty got back. <laughs> when <laughs> Betty got back to her house, Betty's mom was all like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, why did you go and take care of that? Your father was going to take care of that. And it was almost like, you dumbass, you don't know your father's a black hood. You, you think Mrs. Cooper knows? Oh, I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't think Mrs. Cooper knows anything that is going on right now. I also think 
bodies or it didn't happen. Like, that's pretty clear with the show. Maybe we will see the body of Chick turn up at the beginning of next episode, but I don't think Chick is dead by any means. I do think there's something going on with her brother. It's possible he's the Black Hood. I do think in that moment, though, the person who was chasing Chick was Hal Cooper. Whether Hal Cooper is the Black Hood or not, I think that's up to debate. You do think it was Hal Cooper? I think it was Hal Cooper in that moment. Yeah. Like, I think that's who was chasing Chick, because I think Hal does want to get rid of Chick, but whether that so how is a separate black hood that's entirely possible as well too so you think, I think. maybe what if everyone's the black hood everybody three black hoods in this episode <laughs> Yeah, there are like, a lot of black hoods. Yeah. Nikki St. Clair's gang St. is all Claire's black hoods. St. Clair's gang, they had a bunch of black hoods. Yeah, they had more like black uh, face masks. <laughs> oh, okay. cool. That's oh, a shit. whole other villain. Yeah, like yeah. that weird. Uh, but I think you're right. There is something going on. We're not done with Betty's brother yet. That yes. is too easy. I hope That's we my are. number one I prediction. I hope we're done with yeah. Betty's brother. All right. Before we wrap up, we've already talked about the Black Hood a little bit. As we do every episode, Betty or Veronica, this episode only. Justin, kick it off. Um... I don't know if we can really enjoy any of these characters anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Um, they're all pretty bad people now. Oh, sure. don't say that. So, like, I That's mean, what true. can you... Uh, I guess the only person I can really root for, be, based on it being absent, is Tony Topaz. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say Chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. Uh, chick. Yeah. Good guy. Uh, Pete, what about you? Betty or Veronica? Betty, all day, er, day. <laughs> it's amazing she that Betty's glorious. becoming more likable to you she the more she a becomes a... fantastic person, character, human being. You just... Uh, just the best. Absolute best. I'm going to give it to Veronica just based on the fact that she heroically refrained from murdering somebody this episode, which puts her like slightly a notch morally above everybody else in the episode. Yeah, I guess you're uh, right. And she does uh, solve the situation on her own without Archie. Archie causes a situation. He gets embroiled in a situation. She figures out how to get out of it more than anybody else, which I liked. Yeah. There you go. All right. Just a couple of episodes left. But if you like our show, you can support us through patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York in the Pit Loft. Come on down. We'll chat about Riverdale. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Find us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Check us out at comic book club live.com for this podcast. And of course, Chick Dale before breakfast, where new episodes post every morning. What? Chick for life. No. Fuck both life. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
won't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.